Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Welcome back to Thank You Next. Now, listen, got a very serious question for you. Oh, it's not that serious, but whatever. What was the first album you ever bought? I'm asking this because today's episode is based on the first ever album Hardy bought. We have already established that I'm a bit older, so I was a teen when this album came out and I rinsed it on the CD so much that it got super fucked up and I had to buy another copy. And I still have that copy in my car to this day. Bloody hell. So if you're listening for the first time, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. It's Raj. My name's Raj. My name's Raj. And my name is Hardeep. Oh my God, Hardeep. Oh my God, are you from America? Uh, no, I'm from Coventry. And um, in case, I mean, they don't talk like that, but yeah, in case you you are listening for the first time and you're popping your thank you next cherry. I think my cherry's grown back at this point. But anyway, oh, wow. we like to talk about the relationship L's we've taken, L's are losses, by the way. It could be that time you got ghosted or uh, what happened to me today? Uh, I started really fantasizing over MC Grinder. There's something about him that's really fit. I don't know what it is, but anyway. We basically figure out what the takeaway is from the L that we've taken. The L was that MC Grinder doesn't know that I exist. And we turn the L into a lesson and then we say, thank you. Next. And when we say relationship L's, we don't just mean the romantic relationships or the imaginary romantic scenarios that some of us have got going on some of us in have, our heads, yeah. you know, because some of us have those. What we're actually talking about are all the mega life-shaping relationships in your life, like the ones you have with your family, your friends, your frenemies, your co-workers, your bosses, any authority figures, because I have so many issues with authority figures, or your DPD guy, who I'm going to mention again, my DPD guy, like last time I got his name wrong, it's actually Manny. Manny is such a dope guy, yeah? The Azos parcel that I ordered this week came all ripped to shreds and he actually taped it up with DPD tape and stuff and he took a photo of it to make sure that, you know, he was like, I think everything's in there, but if it isn't, just give me a shout, you know? And I was like, oh, he's so lovely. It sounds like Manny wants to get... No, he doesn't. He knows my mum. He sees me in my PJs all the time. He... He's Sounds like, like Manny he's always like, hi, to... he always busts up and jumpy with me. He's always like, hummer. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Manny is just a decent man. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. decent delivery guy. Sure, and, sure. Um, stop it. Same. I'm. Right. You always got. You always got to ruin it. Yeah. Anyways, basically. So that's what our podcast is about, and uh, this week we're focusing on relationship lessons 
from an album. Yeah. From the first album you bought. Yes. Well, S Club 7 doesn't count. I had like S Club 7 and stuff. But this is the first album I was like, ah, uh, yeah. Like I went and got this with my chest from, I think, Woolworths or like WH Smith or someone, you know, one of them ones. I don't know. My auntie actually bought it for me. It was like 10 to 15 English pounds or some shite. Destiny's Child writings on the motherfucking wall. I mean, they're not motherfucking. It's my Destiny. So this was the first album you ever bought. That is the reason why you brought it onto this podcast. But we also have to recognise this album is like literally a relationship album. They are, the writings on the wall are the commandments, like the Ten Commandments, except there aren't ten, there's about 16. I didn't realise this as well, guys. I just said it and then I listened. I was like, what? I didn't realise this. Because obviously I listened to it as a child. And You know, because each song is introed with Thou shalt not hate. Thou shalt say my name. Thou shalt say my motherfucking name. I love that. I think it's just like, you don't get albums like that anymore, like that are concept albums. And they're like based with all these like little intro, little nuggets, Mm. like golden nuggets scattered throughout it. People ain't got time for that shit no more. One of the best things about this album is that in the beginning of it, they recreate the Godfather. Cultural appropriation, I said. And they like, I swear they were talking with like cotton balls in their mouths and they're like, real, real Godfather, you know, all of that. Yep. And um, yeah, they're pretending that they're basically, you know, they're going to start getting people for their crimes in relationships and there's too much cheating going on in the streets and this, that and the other. And it's like, mate, if they redid this album today, I just want to know what the kind of relationship issues they would be bringing to it today. I mean, it sounds like Beyonce's still got the same shit going on. I mean, I mean, Mm. yeah, Mm. yeah, specifically. Mm. But I would love Destiny's Child to revisit, like, you know, what are the new commandments of relationships? That would be absolutely... I would like to know, like, how many years on? What was it, 20 years on? What you got to say now, girls? Because, I mean, I love it. I love what they did. They are fucking dons. This album was sick. I love them. And that is that. Yeah, so I was a teenager when this came out. So this did inform a lot of my relationships. So, yeah, it was an interesting time. And do you love this album? Please let us know. And let us know what you want to say thank you next to. Email us, send us voice notes on hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com and follow us on socials for all the content because there is a lot. And we're currently doing a giveaway. Two Face, the makeup people, they do like palettes and like... We have got, it's an eyeshadow palette. I think there's mascara, eyeliner, lip stuff, uh, some highlighter, all sorts of stuff that you probably want to get your hands on. Could be yours. Just follow us on Thank You Next Pod and make sure you find the post. It's a post that's got a lot of grass on it. The products are lying on the grass. So just have a look at that and uh, Mm. get involved. Get involved, mate. Next! So shit that went down this week. It says here, Hardeep has an announcement. I have a really fucking big announcement to make, Rad. This is... Are you leaving the podcast already? No, but it's on that level. Shut up. It's on that level. What? What? It's been three years. It's all right. Oh, you had sex? No. Oh, okay. Mm, Okay. All right, guys, on the podcast, it's been three years since I had sex. Okay. Been sol. Why are you counting? What do you mean, what am I counting? Because I know the date. I don't know the date. I had sex on my friend's birthday. How can I forget? Uh, okay, interesting, interesting. Oh, yeah, so that's why I remember. Um. Anyway, basically, I only want to have sex when it's my period for like five minutes, fleeting five minutes, and it goes. Wait, 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 wait. What are you saying here? You're only horny... When I'm, um, as- like, the fertile window or whatever. You know, the couple of days, like, that couple of days. Before? Not before your period? Um, no, it's, like, in between. And I know when it is, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is bad. But I really want to have sex. 
That's the fucking big announcement. All day. What? Right yeah, now? right now, right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. She's been at the Shard all day today, guys, just to <laughs> let you know. She's been working at the Shard. She told me, she was like, I've uh, been bouging it up. I was like, all right. I never want to have sex, right? I literally have no interest. You know, because the Shard is very phallic <laughs> as a symbol. How did you feel walking into the Shard? I don't know, man, but I just... Giligachi and that. I swear to God, it's time. So what what do you want to say on this podcast? What have you come... That's it. I just want to say, I have an announcement. Normally, I want to have sex because it's like, I know it's like hormonal bullshit. But this time, I can't blame no hormones. Do you want people to DM you? No, 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 no. It's It's just time. That was my big announcement. Okay, that's really sweet. That's really cute. That's nice. Okay, moving on. Raj watched the Oscars, didn't you? I watched the Oscars because I fucking love the Oscars. I actually want to have an Oscar party next year. I was actually prepped for one this year. I do have a silver lame dress in my cupboard hanging there. It's probably way too small right now. Tits won't fit into it, but yeah. Next year, next year I'll fit into it. Um, so yeah, probably Oscar party at mine next year. But anyway, just to let you know. Woo! Woo! But yeah, I love the Oscars and I always like cry when everyone makes their acceptance speeches. I'm like such a like crier. It was, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Um, it was like a really sick freaking ceremony this year. One thing that happened that I thought was quite funny is um, Emerald Fennell, she won for, I think it was for screenplay, right? For Promising Young Woman. And she got up there and she was like, you know, I've, I've thought about this moment so much. I've practiced it a lot. And I always thought about like who would be here with me. And in my head at the time, it was Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. He was my supportive husband. <laughs> and I was just like, that is hilarious. Because just like, I think I used to do the same thing. Like I would always be like, when I win my Oscar, it'll be my man with me. And he's going to be supporting me and blah, 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 blah. But right now, like where I'm at, like, Today, when I watched it and I was envisioning myself winning my future Oscar, I was just like, yeah, it's just going to be me. And like my mum and dad will be there and my girls will be there and we'll all go to the Vanity Fair party afterwards because I'll get their names on the list. And they weren't no man. I didn't give a shit. I wasn't like, there wasn't an imaginary husband that I was like, oh, he's going to play my supporting husband, like clapping along with, I don't give a fuck, yo. I don't need no man. That was it. That was what I wanted to say. Like, oh, wow. Usually... When I watch the Oscars, I like, you know, my own daydreams like get carried away and stuff. And it was interesting that she was like, oh, I used to envision Zach Morris and he's not here today. Like, you know. Why is Zach Morris? Zach Morris was the hottest guy in Saved by the Bell. Who's Emerald though? She's in Saved by the Bell too. She's a writer, director, actress as well. Do they even know each other? No, because that was her childhood crush. So when she used to have her oh, fantasies. Oh, right. Do you get yeah, it? When yeah, she used yeah. to have okay. her fantasies yeah, 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 about yeah. winning the Oscar, she used to be like. He was a little spice though, wasn't he? Little Zach, naughty little spice. Naughty. Oh, God. But anyway, so like for you, have you ever had that that thing in your head? Like where you're like, yeah, because obviously Oscar is like my biggest goal, I would say. probably. I don't ever envision someone being at my side. No, I just think I'm going to do it all on my own. Have you ever? Have you ever? I always think I'm going to do it on my own. Probably when I was in primary school, I used to think, oh, yeah, I probably thought I needed someone. But I mean, not now. Your celebrity crushes have never got out of hand like that. Well, I thought that they're going to attend the Oscars with me. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I mean, if Michael Ward is... I don't know if you've seen it today, but something that's gone viral from the Oscars is uh, Riz Ahmed sorting out his wife's hair, adjusting yes, his I wife's saw. hair. How do you feel? Um, I thought it was very cute, and I'm always the first to ship a, a cute relationship, but I think it's because he's brown, and because I have been done wrong by brown boys, I am now projecting my feelings about brown boys pretending to be something in public and something else behind closed doors onto this situation so yeah because my ex used to do that he would act 
extra attentive in front of other people and like yeah, but she looked happy yeah, she didn't look so happy so did i so did i all right even though things were shit at home so did i and i'm not saying that this is i'm just saying this is how it's affected me i can't even mm. view them and be like oh because i'm just like oh my god it's another one of those couple brown couples that look like they're having a great time outside and look like they're so in love but i know what happens behind closed doors i just thought it was very specific what he was doing oh. it's very specific i'm not cussing him but i was just like mm-hmm. I mean, Harry does it to Meghan all the time and it's absolutely gorgeous and I love it when Harry oh. does it to Meghan. And that's the thing that really struck me. I was like, why can't I watch him doing it to his wife? And it's because they're brown and it's too close to home for me and it reminds me of my ex. It was just like, it reminded me a lot of that situation where it was like, he used to play the part of like the perfect doting boyfriend in front of everyone. And I used to be so happy that I was getting that attention from him that I would also act like, oh my God, I, I love you because I was enjoying those moments because it was like, oh my God, you're being super nice to me. But then when we get home, it'd be like, whole different story, yo. So you think if it was not a brown boy, you'd feel a different way? Yeah, because when Harry does it to Megan, I'm fine with it. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. Mm, so um, maybe there are still some unresolved issues there that I need to deal with, but who the fuck knows how that's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Right. You said something very outstanding. Outstanding. What did I say? So I said to Raj, like, uh, have you ever been to the Shard? And she said, no, no, no. Then you said you, you went with your ex. And then you told me you went and like reclaimed the space. Because like when you go to places with somebody and that's the last memory you have, sometimes you then like go and avoid it. I do definitely. There's places and areas in London I definitely avoid. And when I go down, I'm like, oh, are they around? you said that you go to the places and then go reclaim them. Yeah, so my whole thing is like reclaim the streets. And I know like the streets is what we refer to when we're like single and we're doing the hot girl summer thing or whatever, but that's not what I mean right now. What I mean is like the streets that you used to walk with this man or your partner or whatever and everything you introduced them to. So, so those were places that I introduced him to, like Sky Garden, this, that, whatever. And, you know, my memories of being in those places where I had arranged these amazing dates were awful like I would always be crying in a fucking corner he would always say something mean to me there would be something horrible going on and I made an effort as soon as like we had split like once I got to a certain stage I think I was all right because I was always surrounded by so many women we just started reclaiming places so I went back to Sky Garden I spent shit loads of money on champagne and beautiful cake like partied it up with a bunch of girls it was great so like I was literally on this project of reclaiming every single place I stayed in a suite with him at the Shard. I haven't done that yet, but I will. I will bloody do that as soon as I'm allowed to. Hello, mate. Are you going to be taken? I'm just going to go with Pav, I think. All right. Yeah, good for you. You can come meet us. They've got a, yeah. they've got a swim pool at the top. We'll go for a swim. Yeah, I'll be all right with that, I think. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I'll come for a little swim. It's just a thing of like, why should I have to not enjoy my city in the way that I did before I met him and like avoid all these places and hold on to these horrible memories. It's like, I can go back to that place and I can create a new memory and erase the old one. I think that's it. There's so many places I've like avoided or just been like, oh, I can't go there. But it feels good when you go again, you know? Yeah, and you're there with good people and there's good vibes, good energy. Literally the bad memories are like melted away. Obviously they're still somewhere tucked in the back of your head, but they're not. That's you not the first thing. Yeah, and when you go back to that place, that's not the first thing you think of. And like, you just think of the good times you had at that place. And that's the weird, that is the vibe. That's such a vibe, man. That's such a vibe. It's a vibe. I love that. Thank you. So I thought we had to discuss it today. I think you need to do that. So where is the next place that you're going to reclaim? Oh, there's like places I only went with my ex, but 
I'd go there again. It's not that bad. It's more just like the area of Hackney's just take, oh, ugh, can't be dating in Hackney again. Okay. All right, fine. Done it. I've done it twice. Can't do it again. Okay. But like, are there any areas that you actually literally avoid going to because... I feel a way when I go near a previous residence I used to live at with another human being. It makes me feel a way like I don't like it. Thank you. Next. We obviously have a little note a note thing here and it says Harip had a big realisation about love and being yourself. I did have a big fucking realisation. I was brushing my hair and I was thinking, you always pretend to be someone else to partners. Do you? Not like I do a fake person or I'm scared to show them parts of me or like, you know, really, really personal things that really affect me. Hmm. Sometimes you're a bit hesitant to like share those things. But then I realised, if you don't let someone get to know the real, real, real you, no one can actually ever love you for who you are, which is all I want. They're loving a projection of yourself. The version of me that I want. It's like the Tupac Shakur projection at Coachella. That's what they're loving. Basically, that's what I realised. That's it, basically. That's what I realised. So what are you going to change? Just got to stop acting like a dickhead. It's hard though, man. It's hard to act like I've got no... It's so strange because, like, I mean, you don't do that with me. No. Is it because we do a very personal podcast? Is that why? Let's say we did a podcast about entertainment and stuff. I wouldn't know as much about you as I do now, right? I think I'm a lot softer than uh, other people think I am. I want people to think I've got no heart and I think everything's... You want people to think you're this uh, bad boy. Bad boy, but I'm not. I'm not a bad boy. I'm actually really emotional. I'm actually really sensitive and I get really jealous as well. But anyway, let's move on. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, back to this album that we're talking about today. So it is Writings on the Wall. We've talked a little bit. I don't think you You do. do. So, so you and me are Right, this is a fucking amazing album is what I'm going to say. There are a few songs that I said that are a bit fillers, but we'll move on. We'll chat about that later. I will still listen to this album, like most tracks, like, and I get really annoyed because last time I heard it, I was on a road trip with Pav and she kept skipping tracks. And I was like, stop skipping the fucking tracks. But yeah, she kept skipping the tracks. I don't mind it because it's like one of those albums you grew up listening to, so you can still... Mm. You can still vibe with it. There are some lyrics that I was just like, what the fuck is going on here, Hardy? But we'll get into we'll that. We'll get to that. We'll get, we'll to get into that later. We'll, to well, we're going to start off today with a lesson, a listener lesson. And because we were talking about the first album you bought, and obviously the, the first album I bought, we said last week, it was, I didn't technically buy it. I sent my dad to buy it from Woolworths. Why do you say I sent my dad because to buy it? Because I was a child. What? I was about four. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I was about four. <laughs> I was very young. I feel like I was very young and... I was like, Dad, can you get me this album? Like, but like, not Bollywood, because we always used to just listen to Bollywood. And I was like, okay. English album, get me this album. And it was New Kids on the Block. And I was like, go to Woolworths, please. And he came back with this record, and it was New Kids on the Block. And it was, um, oh, 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 woo. Anyway, no one's going to know that. But yeah, I fucking know music from a long time ago. I think I know it because it's in a TV show. Oh, 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 the right stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so I had that album. And then I think the first album I actually bought, bought by myself, was TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. I had that too. That and Destiny's Child with a... I didn't get the TLC one to a couple of years later. Well, later than when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, who listens every week, shout Damn. out to Josh. Damn, Josh. He sent us this little message about the first album he bought. Oh. I can't remember the first album that I bought, but the first album 
that I owned that someone bought for me was Michael Jackson History and I was gassed that's a sick album still one of my favourite albums today and one of the best of all time it's not even arguable but um, yeah it's got some bangers on there so from Scream with Janet to They Don't Care About Us Stranger and Moscow this time around featuring Biggie there was Boys to Men on there there was a Beatles cover on there even though that's not my favourite You Are Not Alone Oh My Days Tabula Junkie Shaq was rapping on there like it, that's an album man you're not ready you're not ready <laughs> And then this is his lesson from Writings on the Wall. My Writings on the Wall lesson comes from the track Bugaboo. And obviously it's a tune in that. But I think that the biggest lesson to take from that is don't be blowing up no one's line when you're trying to court them. And so... Court? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say is the lessons. And even up till now, like you won't catch me blowing up someone's line. If I'm trying to call them. How much is too much is what I want to know. Like, what if you're excited and you want to just... Blowing up someone's line is too much. Like, calling regularly. Calling, like, all the time. Yes. What about, like, texts and that? Like, what's too much? All the time, yeah. I think it is too much. Like... I would take that now as a red flag. Knowing everything I know about whatever relationships I've been in, I would take that as a red flag because I'm like, mm. what is this person trying to do to me? Like, why are they trying to get into my life like just like this? And why are they messaging me like, good morning, good afternoon, good night? Like, and in between that as well, that that's too much. Mm. It's just too much. Like, would you ever message someone that much? I have, yeah. And I know my friends have as well. Like, when you like someone, it's getting exciting and you can't help it, but like back and forth, you know, when you, you and Poppy started being friends, me and Poppy were so chill though we weren't like it was like we spent one night talking for two hours and it's like now it's like it's just here and there but like it's like it's a regular thing but we talk here and there like I have to say that's that's been very normal Mm. yeah because like the last situation that I got into where it was like we were messaging all the time it was so severe that I realized that it just it gave me no time to spend with myself and I need to spend time with myself. I can't have a bugaboo around. Like, I agree. I can be a bugaboo though. I think that relationship made me want to be a bugaboo. So it's like a habit that I had to break as well because mm. it was all I knew, like being a bugaboo and knowing where someone was all the time and speaking to them all the time. And Has anyone made you want to throw my page out the window and cut the phone call, break my lease so I can move? You a bugaboo? yeah. So I remember at work last, like a while back, when he would message me and stuff, I literally, I remember slamming my phone down on my desk really hard, just being like, fuck's sake. I love airplane, (laughs) just airplane that mode. You don't think of that when you're in the heat of it, when you're in the thick of it. You don't think like, oh, let me put it on airplane mode. You're just kind of like, oh my God, this guy's messaging me now saying this, saying that, saying this, saying that. And our office, like I was so, we were so like, tight with each other in the sense of like I would just go to the girls and be like look what he's messaging me mm. I bet they I bet they knew he was trashing it oh yeah they used to help me write responses back to him and shut him up so that was great love those girls for that man what about you what relationship takeaways can you take from bugaboo alright so one of the lyrics when I first met you you were cool but it was game you had me fooled I've had a few people yet when you get to know them when you really get to know them they do have you fooled, but you know what I think it is? You don't get the time. You haven't got the time to know them already. You think you know them, but you don't. Like people are complex creatures, you know? But in the beginning, like it's like what you said earlier in this podcast, you were like, I project a version of myself to that person. So do you not think that those people are doing the same? And in those cases, they are. Like, especially when they're a bugaboo, they want you to see all the good signs and be like, baby, I'm here, baby, I'm here for you. And 
they want you to rely on you. I don't know. For me, it's like that's someone that wants to create codependency. Mm. I've said it so many times on this podcast, but like those sort of situations, that's what scares me about that. It's like, so you want me to become weak and codependent on you? Mm. No, baby. I got my friends. I got my family. You got it all. I got my job. You got me. I don't need me, this shit. Me, more importantly. Yeah, I'm being a bugaboo again. Right. And the other thing is, so what? You bought a pair of shoes. She's like, so what? You bought a pair of shoes. What, what now? No, I, I guess you think... think I owe you. you. I was saying this to Raj, but Raj, Raj was saying she doesn't agree that I feel when a man, I'm going to say it's a man, okay? It's never, with men, I do feel like when they buy you stuff, I feel like I'm in their debt. And I was saying to Raj, I was obviously like joking, but I also kind of wasn't. In my head, I'm like, they expect you to be like, oh yeah, toss me off in the car now. You've given me a, you've, yeah, I paid your dinner. Like, oh, do this for me now. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's correct, but it feels that way. We had Erica on, Erica, one of our listeners a little while ago on one of our listener specials. And she did say the same thing that like this guy bought her dinner. So she felt obliged to give him something in return. And when she, what she meant by giving him something was like something sexually. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh, I'm about to, or I'm just so aware. I feel like it's a power thing sometimes. So I'm just like, I'm not going to let you do something for me just in case I owe you. I don't want to owe you. That's so interesting because like literally it's, I would never even think of that. Like that. Oh, if someone bought me a pair of shoes, like this song is saying, like, I would never think, oh, okay, I owe you now. Or I need to buy you something. Say I bought you a present for no reason in the middle of any time. Wouldn't you think like... No, because, okay, the thing is, Hardy, like, let's switch it because I've actually done this for you, yeah? Like, I have... It was my birthday. No, before your birthday, I've sent you a diffuser to your house. I've sent you oh, yeah, a shit, background yeah, for yeah, our yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've sent you That's Ariana true, yeah, Grande's yeah. album and some candles. I wasn't expecting shit back. But I knew, I feel like you, I knew you weren't expecting anything back. But how did you know? We never discussed it. With you, it doesn't feel like, oh, it doesn't feel like I... But why not? I don't feel like it's tit for tat. Why doesn't it feel like that? Because you're not a man who's trying to have sex with me. Is that what it boils down to? That if sex is on the table... I think so, yeah. Or a prospect, then... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because like, you don't feel like this about friends. Like, so like... Yeah, I, I think only with romantic partners. Maybe that's why all my romantic partners in the future need to be my friends. You know what? I actually was it Mark Groves. You're always going on about Mark Groves. So I did follow him. I have followed him because she's always talking about him, guys. And I swear he did a video the other day, and it was like you have to be friends first or some shit. You do. I feel like he did do that. I feel like he did say that. I've not. I've literally not said sorry where that comes from in my brain, mm. which actually explains all of this. When I was in sixth form, I met a guy who was really really nice, and then as soon as I said I'll be your girlfriend. He switched on me. He was at uni and I was still in the sixth one. So I think he had like a bit more money than me and he was working. So he used to buy me stuff. So he bought me a phone. He bought me a phone contract. He bought me dresses. But he'd think because of that, he could go through my phone and he could tell me who I could talk to. He didn't want me to have any boy mates. He used to tell me how to dress. But I feel like he was buying me gifts to try and detract from the fact that he was doing, he was not very nice. And I did think he can't be too bad if he's buying, like, because I've never had anyone buy me stuff. And I was like, well, he must like if he does that but I don't know anyway sorry what was your lyric there's a bit where she's like they're like it's not hot that I can't even go out with my girlfriends without you tracking me down that's another thing that happened to me yeah with this same guy one time I did not answer my phone and I told him I was going shisha with my friends and he sent his friend in to look if I was with any boys so this is what I mean a bugaboo in general I think we laugh it off a lot and we're like it's someone that bugs you and this that the other 
It's actually someone that wants to control your life. He was a fucking controlling twat. I remember one time I had a girls weekend and this guy was like coming over, even though he knew that I had all my girls at my house and my girls were like, can he not leave you alone? Oh. Is it that deep? Like what is wrong? Like he can't literally leave. And like I said, like when I used to go out with my mates, like he would come afterwards after work and just meet us. And that used to bother everyone, but I didn't I didn't even realize. You don't realize when you're in it. Mm. So it's just like, whoa, like so many things from this track actually are red flags that we need to be across in every relationship. Because you need that time with your friends to decompress, have time away. You need time by yourself, with your friends, with your family, whatever. Like, yeah, if someone is like constantly blowing up your phone, constantly trying to see you, constantly trying to be with you, that ain't it. It's not hard. It's not hard. We're taking me down. Cool. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. And thank you, Next to Bugaboos. Bye. Thank you, Next. We're actually going to get into our lessons now. And we have discussed that we're going to do three lessons that we're going to talk about in depth. And then we're going to just talk about other things that have cropped up on this album because this is a relationship album. There are relationship lessons in every corner, every lyric. So we'll start with lesson one, yeah? Yup. So Hardeep. One taught me. Thou shall not hate. Oh my God. Tell me more. So in the song So Good, one of them is like, isn't it that you said that I wouldn't make it through? Wasn't it you that said that I didn't look too good, that I wouldn't do too good, I'd never make it out the hood? I want you to know that I'm doing so good. And it just reminded me that sometimes people in life don't rate you until you have made milestones that they see as like worthwhile or worthy or like big. Some people won't recognize your achievements until it's something that they consider to be an achievement. And a lot of these achievements are huge results, like massive results and not the little ones that we have all the time. And it kind of reminded me because I've seen lately an actress whose posters are on the tube from years ago. And I've also saw a friend of mine who's a big comedian who used to present on radio. These places that those people used to work with time ago have seen how these people have absolutely blown up and are now using their photos and stuff to be like, oh, come come work with us because we made these people who they are. But it just kind of reminded me that sometimes people don't rate you until you're just absolutely massive. And also with our podcast and our giveaway, I had a few people saying to me, oh, like, well done and stuff. Like, so good that, you know, you're working with a makeup brand and blah, blah, blah. And I just think me and you make our deadline week in, week out, bashing out content. We've done 90 posts on Instagram since December. Like, these are actually the milestones. Do you know what I mean? And we also have jobs. Like, yeah. We actually have jobs. Like, like, like you know, just... <laughs> Recognize, recognize. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. And I think like with So Good, this is just like my mantra for fake people, like since I've been 16 or whenever this album came out, you're always going to find those people that are just fake as fuck, smile in your face. I think some of the lyrics are actually just literally like that. So yeah, it's like, stop smiling at me. Get that look off your face. Please don't even front. Stop being so fake. I know you don't like me and you made it very clear. You're always talking about me from what I hear. <laughs> you get those people. They literally are smiling in your face. They're acting cool when it's just you guys, whatever, whatever. But they're chatting shit about you. And then the shit comes back to you. And the shit that always used to come back to me was like, she talks a lot about stuff that she's going to do, but she ain't going to do none of it. 
She's this, 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 but she ain't going to do anything about it. She's all mouth, blah, 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 blah. Because I always used to talk about my plans. Since I was a kid, I've always just been talking about... I feel like it's brave that you talk about your plans, though. And to be fair, you've gone through stuff. So you're not going to... You can't do everything at the same time. Not these last few years, yeah. But like in the sense of this is pre before me winning an Aria. An Aria, which is a radio Oscar, yeah? Pre all of that, like before me getting a, a Radio 1 <laughs> show and things like that. So people were always like, oh, she's always chatting it. Like, da, 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 da. like They didn't rate that I was ambitious or I had ideas or any of that stuff. And it'd be like, I cut those people off as soon as I found out that they were saying stuff about me. I did try to have a conversation with them. And I was just like, mm. you know, I heard you said this, this, this about me. And the problem with people like this is they'll never own up to it. They'll always be like, nah. So like they were, they were just like, these were friends of mine, people who I thought were friends, right? They're like, nah, da, 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 nah, I didn't say that. And I was like, all right, cool. From then on, I took like 10 steps back and that relationship went to shit. But I'm just like, now it's like, you know, a, let's fast forward a couple of years, award winning, Radio 1, all of this shit. Like, don't you feel like a dickhead now? A lot of the time, though, people are jealous. Of what? Just you chatting shit about your dumb ideas and what you want to do with your life. No, but at least you dare to dream. You know, a lot of people don't dare to dream. I didn't dare to dream for a while because I didn't believe in myself. So, yeah, I can understand. I, I remember, like, when I felt like I wasn't getting somewhere and like, other people were getting somewhere. You know when you've got no um, hope left and other people do? Sometimes that's soul-destroying as well. Because you're like, why do you have hope and I don't? Don't know, isn't it? Don't know. But the other thing that I want to talk about is like there was actually someone that I used to work with who I used to work with a lot of boys and I used to always be like one of the boys. And then this girl came along in our office and she was like the new girl in the office. So she had befriended all the boys. I think I was the only girl that used to hang out with all the boys. So I was like, cool, I'll befriend her too. Like, and I tried to befriend her. She always used to give me mad, weird vibes. I don't know what it was. And then I actually took her to a museum. Like we did a museum date. I think it is a date, literally. Like, if you go to a museum mm -hmm. with someone, it's quite a personal thing and you're talking a lot. Like, we shared so many... You do find out a lot about them. Yeah, because you actually make a lot of conversation and you're looking at the exhibits, you're talking about art, you're talking about all this stuff. And um, I thought we were cool and stuff. And then that was it. After that, she just stopped talking to me, didn't want to chat to me, didn't want to know me, like, thought I was a dickhead. And I always got the vibe that she just didn't like me and she, didn't, she used to talk shit about me. I never got proof, right? Did you get the proof? She unfollowed me on all social media. So I think that's my proof. Because I just think, why would you do that? Like, mm. if I've taken you to a fucking museum. Like, I had free tickets, by the way, to this exhibition. And I took her, okay? So it was just like, what are you doing? But then what happened was, fast forward a few years later, I had gone on to work at a mainstream broadcaster. And they weren't, like, just with for a niche audience. It was a very widespread audience. And she then started talking to me. And she, she, she was like trying to make out like we were best friends, bringing up conversations and bringing up things that she knew about me. Basically, she saw that you had something that she probably wanted a bit of. Well, basically, she made it very clear that she wanted to apply for a job at the place that I was at and she wanted my help with that application. That's very brave. Yeah, it's very brave, but it's also very fake because it's like you've unfollowed mm. me on all social media. You've made an active effort to let me know that you don't like me via your actions and your vibe, etc., etc. And now, five years later, when I've when I've done all right, I've got out of like my little corner in the BBC, the brown people corner, and I'm heading into mainstream. Now you want to chat to me and now you want to be like, oh, can I get in on that? No, honey, that's not how it works. I wonder what her take is on it. Well, I wonder what her thoughts are, her thought process. I don't know. I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Like, no, you don't want to know. You don't want to. You've moved on, mate. I would love to know what I did wrong on taking you to a free museum date that I had passes to, like A. Mm. B, I'm the nicest girl out there that hangs out with these boys. So, yeah, okay. C, yeah, you treat people like shit. You get treated like shit as, as well. If you treat people like shit, 
why how can you expect favors from them mm. it's absolutely bizarre so for me i'd love to know what she's thinking because she cringy yeah cringy cringy what are we saying thank you next to raj say thank you next to fake people like don't Haters, hate on man. us Hater. you know it's like you can hate me now but like, what about five years later is what I'm doing all right? You're still going to hate me then. So think about that twice. If you're going to hate someone, like make sure that you're ready to hate them for life because don't be turning a corner and then putting on a smile and be like, oh, can you do me a favor? No, I can't do you a favor, love. I'm doing good. I'm doing so good. Raj, you're a beautiful being. Can I mean? No, but you know, like I just, I don't like this shit. And I'm like, yeah, have some fucking girl code. Where's your girl code at, honey? Girl code, I mean, you know what? And what that situation was, I just want to break it down so it relates back to this song. She just thought I was some brown girl sitting in my brown girl BBC corner of the BBC and I wasn't going to make it anywhere out of that and she would never need to be nice to me ever. No, and that is a lesson about nice our industry in general and any industry that you guys might be in who are listening. Uh, your industries are usually quite small. People always know everyone. And when someone grows... It's then, then you got to what? Then if you've been a dickhead to them, then you've got to suck up to them and be nice. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. You don't want to be too late on. And that's what I was saying as well, like with the famous actress that I've seen on the underground and the presenter that I've seen who's actually big in the comedy game. These industries that I think probably, yeah, okay, they probably helped them catapult their career and stuff, but they probably didn't take them. I know like one of the people wasn't taken that seriously where they, were or they were they felt like they were hitting a brick wall and then but now they're claiming them now you're going to claim them yeah it's just really fake are they going to claim us are these places going to claim us right they might do all right we'll say thank you next to haters yeah hey don't be a hater man because you just don't know when it's going to come back and embarrass you in the face i don't want to embarrass you basically hate if you know you can do it with your chest you know, can do it fully. You've got a reason for it. You're going to stand by that. No, just don't, no, but it's like, don't be hating. Do it if you are if you if you actually have a legitimate reason and you're going to stand by that. Not because you think this person is littler than you and they're not going to make it anywhere and you're not going to need to talk to them. Because trust me, tables turn, things change and you're going to look like a fool. And I think that's one thing the pandemic has also like shown. I know I hate talking about lockdown and pandemic and COVID, but um, one little brick leaves somewhere and it changes <laughs> one the whole brick. game. What is this? One little brick, yeah, in a wall changes the whole wall. What are you building? What are you building with this brick, bro? I don't know what I'm building, but it just shows like one little piece aspect. Like so, there's been so much movement in our industry, and I'm sure everywhere else, people realizing their dreams a lot of things are happening and you know people are moving doing what suits them people address their priorities or whatever and i just think all it takes is one little brick for things to move and the whole game changes yeah it's just um so yeah just be careful be careful who you try to be be enemies with be careful what i do like is there are some people who see the spark in you Mm. or they can appreciate things in Mm. you without you having to be dwayne the rock johnson those people are fucking great. The people who actually believe in you. And I love those people who can just rate the little spark in you. Why do you have to be? But you know what? Also, you don't even have to rate that. Just be nice. Just be fucking normal. Don't be a weirdo. And yeah, if you're going to make that decision to like create some sort of enemy situation, fucking live by the sword, die by it then as well. Don't come up to me later and be like, oh, hey. live or die yeah, by it, man. Don't come up to me later and be like, Help me with this job application. Nah, bruv, are you my bro? No. You know what you're doing? You're doing um, 
So, 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 so. You know, that's my Go favorite on. bit where they're like, I'm doing so, 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 so good. Thank you. Hey, Raj, we're going to get on to lesson two. So one taught me that thou should know when he's got to go. When he's got to go, homie. He got to go. So this is the song, Hey uh, Ladies. Hey Ladies. The lyric was, um, we never seem to just have the strength to leave. Yeah, so the, the whole song is like, hey ladies, why is it that men can go and do us wrong? Why is it that we just decide to keep holding on? Why is it that we never seem to just have the strength to leave? He's got to go. He's got to go. Now... I actually feel like this song applies to women at work, in friendship situations, and obviously in the relationships. In the bedroom. In the bed. I don't know about in the. He's got to go. Nah. I need to get someone in my Okay. Bedroom. All right. All right. Anyway. We've established she's horny. She's going to keep talking about it. But um, yeah. no, this is like, so, and I just think like, obviously from my previous relationship, like I was the one that was taking all the shit. And I mean, I'm sure he feels that like he was taking the shit, but it's not his podcast. So he can't say anything. Sorry, mate. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, babe. Get your own podcast. Send us a fucking voice note. We won't play it. Um, Actually, no, don't. No, I don't want to hear voice. Don't want to fucking hear your voice. Anyway. By the way, when me and Raj record at night, we're on one. Yeah. So we're recording in the evening and when we're in the evening, it's like, you know, the day, all the shit that's happening in the day, we're like, meow, 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 meow. It just comes out, meow, meow. comes out. Also, I've, I've, you know, I don't know. I feel, I feel good though. I feel good. I feel good. But, um, hey, ladies. But the th- and the thing is, is like, I feel like I was the one that was um, taking all the shit and I was just holding on. And actually I was, I, I genuinely was, I was holding on and I was like, I'm gonna make this work. I'm going mm-hmm. to make this work. No matter what happens, I will bend over backwards to make this work. I will break my back. I don't care. I don't care if he's not breaking his is back. That, I and, feel like it's a woman thing that we think that we need to, isn't it? And that is literally what her li- the, these lyrics are. Mm. Those lyrics that we just read out are timeless because as women, I don't know what it is, but it's ingrained in us that we have to make it work. We have to break our backs. We have to do everything. And like, I was trying to get this guy to meet me in the middle and he wouldn't. And you know what? Deep down inside, I knew he wasn't going to meet me in the middle. It was all talk, talk, talk. There was no action. Mm. And I was still in it, in it, in it. And I was like, no, I love him. I'm going to... I sounded like the little mermaid. But daddy, I love him. I was like, literally, like, even my parents were telling me to get out of this situation. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm going to make this work. And it was crazy. And it's like, everyone around me knew that this man had to go. And everyone was telling me that. But I was not listening. I was holding on. And I was just like, I. it's not that I didn't have the strength to leave. I felt like it wasn't a strong thing to do to leave. I felt that that was the weak thing to do. Mm. So in my head, yeah, I told myself that the strong thing to do is to fight it out, make it work. Like make this shit work, no matter what happens to you, Raj. Like, and I was losing myself in that relationship, losing myself so much. I was not the person that I am today, like still. So it was a wild, wild time and that was that. But even looking back at other situations, like jobs where things have just not been going right. I've been treated like shit by my bosses, by everyone. I've been being held back from promotions, everything, everything. I'm always the last to go. I had a very toxic relationship with my first big broadcast job. Like it was awful. And I, it took me about eight years to muster up the courage to leave. And that's that again, that was a job situation in friendships as well. Like, I think this has all changed since my last breakup, but I, I used to not, I wouldn't be able to walk away from someone that's been in my life for a long time. I wouldn't be able to be like, yeah, I don't care that you're not a good person to me anymore. I'd be like, no, no, we've been friends since day. Like, that's my friend since day. Do you know what I mean? 
I feel like in my life, I've seen leaving as a failure. But for example, my parents are divorced, but I don't see that as a failure. I see that as being the best decision for absolutely everybody all around. However, when I was in a relationship, a long-term relationship, I really didn't want to leave because I was like, this is a failure. I have failed. And I don't know where that came. I just don't know why I thought that. I just wanted, I wanted to do it perfectly or whatever. Interestingly, what you just said there about friends that you've had for a long time and letting them go, I walked around today with a friend and she said to me that she had a disagreement with one of her longtime friends. So I think she's got a group of friends from back in the day, like school or whatever, school or uni. And she said, we fell out, two of them fell out or whatever. And she said, the rest of them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I met them all one by one to see what our relationship was now and whether it was worth like resurrecting or working on. And I was like, I cannot believe you did something so methodical, but I was like, it's genius because what I would do is I'd just make a decision. This person's not for me. And I'd just like phase them out or whatever. That that's probably what I would do. But she said, they're all on the same, they're all on the same vibe where they're all like, okay, yeah. How about we do that? Yeah, it's mature. It's a mature thing to do. Very fucking mature. And I have to say, like, all of that stuff, I think this happens once you've not had that experience, that one experience that breaks you and you learn from and it changes you as a person. So, like, Mm -hmm. now that I've had that experience with with my ex, I will know when the next person has to go. Like, I automatically, I will not, like I was saying to my mate the other day, like, I will never fight that hard by myself to make a relationship work. Like, as long as the other person's fighting the same amount as I'm fighting, yeah, then cool, it's a fair fight. But if it's not a fair fight, I'm not doing it. Mm. I will, I refuse. So yeah, this song is, this song was great at the time that we were growing up because I feel like, yeah, it sums up all of that stuff that probably is still true to this day. But I do think that every woman will have an experience in their life where they just learn from and they know that they're not going to go back to being that person that will break their back for that relationship. I think as well, that situation I was talking about earlier with the guy in sixth form. Yeah. Um, I feel like my identity was going the more I was, you know, the more you hang out with someone like back in the day, maybe not as so much now we were becoming the same person. All my time was with him. That was all I knew. Our lives were entwining and I didn't know who I was alone anymore. So I was, that's why I feel like I didn't have the strength to leave that situation. Cause I didn't know what life would be like without him. In this day and age, we would look at that and be like, okay, he was trying to create you a victim out of you. Like he, it sounds like he was a narcissist. 
Mm. I say this about a lot of people. I know I say it about a lot of people, but that is the sort of behavior. It's controlling behavior. And it's sort of like buying, like love bombing you. He was love bombing you with the presents. Oh, he was awful. I remember when it was over though, I was so relieved. I was like, thank the fucking Lord he's gone. I was so happy. And this is just it. That's why it's so important to have time alone. Cause then, you know, do I have peace when I'm without this person? And do I, can I have that peace mm. still when I'm with them? Because if you can't have peace with someone, I think we did this thing the other day, yeah? We did this story on our Insta and we were like, what's the sexiest, it was something you asked me, what's the sexiest non-sexual thing that you can do in a relationship? And someone else responded, mm. silence, yeah? And we and you were laughing, we were laughing at it, but actually it's it's a really important thing because silence is like when you're you're most comfortable, you're not feeling that, so in Pulp Fiction, I know I posted this as well, but in Pulp Fiction, there's this thing where you call mm. a comfortable silence. And the reason why it's a comfortable silence is that you're comfortable enough to let it be, let it go past being awkward. You know, because some people think that they have to fill the silence with mm-hmm. incessant chatter, just d- talk about dumb shit. But what's sexy and what's hot is when you're cool being yourselves and you can just be silent together and you're not you know like so it's like it's a comfortable silence because like you don't need to fill it you don't feel the need to fill it neither of you feel the need to fill it you're just there in each other's company being silent doing whatever you're doing you're reminding me of love it's beautiful it's beautiful but i was thinking about that question yeah and i was thinking actually i didn't answer that correctly my favorite non-sexual act of uh intimacy i think that is what it was is sleeping next to the person just sleeping yeah like if i'm napping with them if i'm sleeping next to them sleeping with them whatever it's lovely sleeping is the best thing i have slept in the same bed as my best friend like my very tight friend Uh, when i came when i came over you started telling me i'd sleep in the guest room you dickhead yeah right i was like no way i said i'm sleeping in your bed oh my god with you i said to her you can have your own bed. It'll be a double bed. You have your nope. own ensuite. Like not in your house, mate. I'm coming in your bed. <laughs> you can come in my bed. That's fine. It's fine. I need it's company. Fine. You're so funny. What are you gonna do? You can talk to me while we're sleeping. What are you gonna do? You like more like you. You'd be like dippy. Yeah, I talk a lot. I do talk a lot, but then when I fall asleep, that's it. I fall asleep. Yeah, I, I'm, apparently, I do very cute baby snores. Oh, hmm. I don't know what I do. anyway we'll find out yeah we'll find out we'll find out hey ladies this song is actually about um cheating because she's like my man's been cheating on me he's doing me wrong and Mm. you know all these signs of him sort of letting go but she's holding on and i I genuinely think the relationships that are the ones that are real are the ones that you know what they say like when you hold on to sand but it's like you can't hold on to sand because the grains will just keep falling out Yeah, yeah, yeah a good relationship is one where you don't need to like grips it like that you just it, your palms just open and it's just like you guys are free flowing that is a good relationship mm. mate i love what you just said there that was beautiful i don't know why we got this thing in our heads that like a relationship you, you should be up in each other's grills 24 7 and where did we get that idea from you're speaking fucking facts this right is what, now, this is what at happens when we record at night. This is what happens when we record at night. You're speaking, spitting, pure fire. I want you to answer that question. Where did this idea come from that we have to be with this person 24-7? Or if you have a best friend, you have to talk to them 24 fucking 7. I think that's immaturity. And I think it's uh, TV and things like that. TV, patriarchy, or every all of it. Patriarchy, capitalism. Bollywood, I blame Bollywood. Everything, it's all of it. If you're feeling, if you're feeling stuff in you, as we're speaking, in your heart, in your soul, in your genitals, like Send I am. Send us a voice note. 
She's only feeling stuff in her genitals because she's horny. Ignore that. Honestly, still. Mate, it's not going. And you know what? Yeah. Actually, no, let's just not. Right. Email us. Hi, thank you. Next podcast at gmail. Gmail.com. Oh, yeah. What are we saying thank you next to, though? Uh, I'm saying thank you next to not knowing when that man has got to go. He got to go. And you got to know when he got to go. Thanks, but uh, next. We're on to lesson three. Lesson three. So, Hardeep, one taught me... About temptation. About temptation. So I just want to say, like, the, the Destiny's Child thing for this is thou shalt not give in to temptation. But that is not the lesson we're going with. And that is because... I... Okay, so the song is called Temptation. 100. And it, the lyrics are like, your body's calling, the temptation is killing me. Fucking hell, sounds like you right now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, God. And it's like, should I even take the chance? Should I do what's on my mind? Should I stay with my down with my man? This boy, he got me fiending. He got me fiending. I'm wanting him so bad. Should I chill one night with him and risk everything I had? As we said earlier with the Mark Graves quote, I do think you've probably got to be friends with someone first. Mm -hmm. So temptation is going to be fleeting. However, I have had that situation in my life when it's like, I get a man and there's temptation. They say thou shall not give into temptation, which is probably the clever thing to do. However, if the temptation keeps coming and you're you're tempted a lot, I think you got to go. I think after a bit, you've got to take the temptation. Are you being tempted by the same person or by several people? If it's multiple people or the same person again and again and again. I think if the, you know how like we have an idea and they say, like, if it comes back to you three times, you've got to do it. Mm -hmm. So how, how did you learn this lesson? Oh, how did I learn this lesson? Yeah. What, what was the L that you took? Heartbreak. I was heartbreak. The temptation actually led to my, the, saddest moments of my life if I'm going to be really if we you know what I didn't even want to I took the temptation I didn't want to live after that but now I do want to live and look like we're creating this podcast do you consider it an L or was it a mistake was it I don't think it was no it wasn't a mistake was it a lesson did it teach you a lesson it was a lesson it was a lesson so what was the lesson that it taught you the temptation coming back again and again and again multiple times was a lesson that things weren't working in the situation that I was in and I was being tempted elsewhere. So that temptation was actually coming in to show you that it wasn't working in that relationship? I think it was, yeah. So it wasn't an L really, but it was it was there to like teach you something. The temptation was calling you to be like... I gave... The temptation was calling. And it got... This boy, he got me feeling. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's, sorry, that's literally so, Okay, um, so but you said you... You felt really bad afterwards. I still feel guilt. I'd never cheated, hmm. but I, f- I feel like I emotionally cheated. And I do carry a lot of guilt about that. I'd still, I think even this morning I was thinking about it again. Like I do think about the guilt I have from that situation. It weighs me down, but so we're not really strangers. They post loads of quotes and stuff on Instagram. I joined their mailing list and they emailed today and it was just like, this subject or something was like forgive yourself you're not that person anymore and there's only so much you can beat yourself up Mm, it's really important yeah it's an important lesson yeah and i mean we're fucking like we are young like we gotta live life we have to make mistakes i think i always try and be the perfect person no one's fucking perfect the best yeah, yeah. no mean? one's perfect there's no point let me live no, we're not stepford fucking wives you know what i mean we're not robots we ain't been created by fucking men we've been created by women in their bellies 
the line that I thought was absolutely fucking ridiculous in this, yeah? I'm going to just, I'm yeah. going to sing it to you so you know. Sexy boy, you so fly. I just might give you a try. I'm going to write your number in the palm of my hand. Oops, I forgot I got a man. You don't forget nah. you've got a fucking man. You know you've got a man. Listen, Hardy, I'm never going to be out. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, there's a sexy man. Oh, my God. Oh, right. You're okay. But I got, oh, my God, I forgot I got a man. No. Did Jay-Z forget you had a wife? Yes. Oh, God. Listen, I can't. Please don't talk to me about Jay-Z ever. Ever. Sorry. So, yeah, I cannot... How are you going to write your number in the palm of and forget you got a man? I mean, to be fair, I do do the flirting. I did do the bit of the flirting and I was acting like I didn't have a man. So I understand. Oops, I forgot. It's so funny that they're just like, oops, I forgot I got a man. man. And it's where the rhymes are Yeah, it's so funny. No one forgets that they have a man. And I was actually saying to you that I've never been tempted. It's really sad. And this is... Never. This is... Never. This is my problem, Hardeep. I am... Dick sand. Blinded, blinded to the fitness. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. A, Look at the men out there. I'm a ride or die, and I can't stop being that. No matter what I do, I am just ride or die. If you're my man, that's it. It's me and you. That's. I it. get it. Yeah, but like today. Mm. Okay, so listen. In the literally the last twenty four hours, yes, I have been like salivating yes. over <laughs> bear rappers last night. I said I thought Chip was a bit hot. Today I said MC Grinder was fit. I said Sam Fender was fit. Like yeah, but you don't have a person in. You don't have. Look at this array. Okay, I just have to say this as well. When I'm in a relationship, it's not that I can't see that there are fit men around me or fit women or whatever. Right? I can I can fully say to my man like, oh, do you think she's fit? Because I think she's fit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind him appreciating. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to hear what he's liking. This is the thing. I'm, I'm cool bad like that. that. I, I can. Hear you it. can talk to me about women you find attractive. I'll talk to you about men I find attractive. I'll talk about no, the no. women too because I, you know, I can appreciate a pretty woman. I can. My ex used to pretend that he didn't find anyone attractive because he knew how I'd react. I was mad. I was crazy. But I'm hope I'm better now. Where I draw the line is like I will never forget that you're my man. Oh yeah. And you better not forget that I'm your woman because the minute you forget that. Oh, honey. <laughs> I don't forget I had a man. And that definitely weighs on me. I never did any physical cheating, but I definitely did some emotional cheating in my time. And yeah, that weighs on me. But I was upfront about some of it. Some of it I wasn't. They say thou shall not get in, in, give in to temptation. But if I didn't give in to temptation, I would have still been in a relationship I wasn't happy in. I still wouldn't have experienced some of the things I experienced. And I wouldn't be where I am now. You know what? I wouldn't have been able to make this podcast without having the experiences that I've had. You know what you would have done if you didn't give into temptation then? So you say that you emotionally cheated, you would have ended up cheating. I don't think I could. I beg one of you guys to say to your boyfriend as a joke, like, oh yeah, 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 so this guy was writing his number on the palm of my hand and I was like, oops, I forgot, I got him. Mm. See how your man reacts to us. Send us a voice note. Hi, thank you. Next podcast at gmail.com. That's our lessons, mate. So basically, those are our main lessons from the writings on the wall. But right now, we're going to just do what we did when we did Ariana Grande's album. We're going to talk about other stuff that we have learned from lyrics on this album. Bills, bills, bills. Dun, 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 dun. Tell me about bills, bills, bills. All right. we. I think we have to give an honorary mention to bills, 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 because that's a fucking tune. Tune, bruv. 
it's a tune and it's, it's you know there's important things that are being that are being said here in this track so obviously it's about like can you pay my telephone bills blah 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 if you can then maybe we can chill and that sounds very very superficial but i think it's actually a lot deeper than mm-hmm. that because in relationships right and obviously the the rest of the track is all about like he is taking all of the girl's money or he's taking her car and rinsing the petrol and then not filling up the tank, which is basic fucking human decency. Rude. Yeah, he's taking her credit card. He's buying her gifts with her own money. He's using her phone to ring his mom and then rinsing up the bill. And, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff here that he just shouldn't be doing. And what I think the chorus is like sort of suggesting metaphorically is that this is someone that cannot support you in your life. It can't be, it's not someone mm-hmm. that is your equal. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in a relationship, whatever you're bringing to the table, that other person should also be bringing too. So what I'm saying is, if you're paying for the fucking phone bills, they should be paying for the electricity bills. They've got to be bringing something. they got to be bringing something. If you're providing emotional support, they should be providing some sort of emotional support too. And like when they're like, you know, I ended up with a scrub, like not a, not like a poor excuse of a man. Like, yeah, because that is a poor excuse of a man. Like, we we want men to be our fucking equals. I agree. And you, men should want that too. If you want a sugar mama, be open about that. Just say that. Go and find... I'm sure there's some 60-year-old woman that is dying to let you drive her Mercedes oh, wow. around. Oh, well. Um, the thing that stuck out to me in this song is you're getting comfortable, you ain't doing those things you did no more about at the start when they're doing the nice the nicey nice and then it like falls off a little bit that stuck to me the start is always like you got who said this to me someone said this to me and they're like at the beginning of a relationship a woman needs to take everything a man says with a pinch of salt you know i think there's never a truer word said like you can't like how men act and even how we act like to a certain extent at the beginning of a relationship everyone's on their best behavior Mm. everyone's on their best behavior no one's fucking acting stupid or you know no one's got the balls to do that. Mm. You're going to see that with time. I agree with you, mate. I agree. It's not even a honeymoon period because it's like school period, like like a teacher's watching. It's just... Also, actually, in Confessions, she says, I never had it in mind to play on you, but look all the hurt you put me through. She's kind of saying, you hurt me, so I hurt you back. And then it just reminded me, hurt people hurt people. So, you know, sometimes if someone's hurt, they go hurt someone else and the hurt and the hurt and the hurt. And how do you know? So yeah, that just kind of stuck out to me that you can't just be going out there hurting people who hurt you, you know what I mean? But I know sometimes you want to, but just don't. A hundred percent. And like, seeing as we're just going through the album, I'm just going to say for now that she's gone, Mm. now that she's gone is about being an option. Yeah. Yes. And you have to really check yourself in a situation, in any relationship and just assess it. Take four steps back and assess it and be like, am I being treated like I am an option. Mm. Because if you are, you need to treat them back like they're options. Don't like, even if they're the only person you're chatting to, even if they're the only person that you're interested in, no. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Someone that's treating you like you're an option and you're second best. So, And this is what this they're doing in this track because she's like, now that she's gone, you want to come back. Is that a fact? You got it like that. Nah, nah, you don't got it like that. Because... If, if there's a third person in the wheel, yeah, and they're putting that person first and then they're coming to you and you're fully aware of that because you're, what you'll see is inconsistent behaviour from this person. If you're seeing inconsistent behaviour, give them inconsistent behaviour back, please, for God's sake. There sakes. was a lot of love triangles on this on this whole album. So also in If You Leave Her, they're like, if you leave her, I'll leave him. Yeah. And I just thought, that's mad. Like, 
I guess they're trying to find out if they're on the same page, but there's like too many conditions here. Like, I don't trust this. If you're going to leave someone for someone else, like you don't know that that person needs to like know their own mind and shit, you know, can't be all these conditions. A lot of love triangles in this album. Mm. What I love though, jumping, jumping and say my name are obviously the best tracks on this album. I still have a favorite that's on the international version of this album. Oh, we'll get to that, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Jumping, jumping, the video is fucking sick. And I love they say, Ladies, leave your man at home. Best lyric, hands down. Sometimes you just gotta leave him at home, you know what I mean? Don't be weighing me down, like a suitcase. But the thing about jumping, jumping that is really, really important is that it's important to have just girl time even when you're in a relationship. I don't know if you heard of this um, show called Dollface. No. It is so good, Hardy. I will give you my Disney Plus login and you can watch it. Oh, please do. I really want to watch Black Panther again because I need to redo my memory of Black Panther because okay, it's that's tainted. Fine. That's fine. I don't know how anyone can taint your fucking memory of Black Panther. Bloody hell. They sat next to me in the cinema when we watched it and I don't forget. That was the first time I watched it with, with that person. Yeah, I've only watched it they once. Didn't, they didn't. Oh, I, w- I think I've watched it. Yeah, I've definitely watched it again. That's the only thing that person got on me, Black Panther. That's minor. I'm going to redo Black Panther. That, yeah, redo it, redo it. And Dollface, one thing that Dollface explores is how important female relationships are to females. The beginning of episode one sets the story of like, this girl has been in a relationship for four years and her boyfriend breaks up with her out of the blue and she hasn't seen her girlmates in years because she's just been with this guy. My friend said I used to do that, by the way. Yeah, I think every girl has a, has a point in their lives where they make this mistake. And it's a mistake that you won't make again once you've made it the first time because you realise that you need your fucking female friends in your life. I'd be fucked. Without the girls in my life, I'd be fucked. Yeah. Um. So it's about her rebuilding her friendship with her female friends and it's a fucking excellent show. I think it explores a lot of silly, random things in female relationships in a really fun way. And yeah, I think that... Ladies of your man at home, like, it's not about like, oh, let's fuck around with some ballers. I mean, it might be, I don't know, Beyonce, you tell us. Yeah, have a little bit of a dance, I mean, a little, but, little like, booty. It is just that thing of like, it's important to have girls' nights away from your away from your boys. I'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, because you know when the guy or the partner is there, yeah, it's not the same. Like, you have to give them space. I don't want to give you space. I want you here, like my mate. You know, I want mate time. Yeah, it's really, really important. And like, let them do their thing with the boys and like, you do your girl things. So stay's a bit one that me and Raj are a bit confused about. It's like, I know you've got your things to do, but tell me what means more to you, hanging out with me or your boys. I mean, I've been that girl who wants all the, I want all their attention in it, but I know now you can't be acting this way. Can I please tell you a story that really fucking pisses me off still now to this day? Yeah? Go on. Tell me what means more to you, hanging out with me or with your boys, yeah? There is a time and a place for both, yeah? There is a time and a place for your boys and there is a time and a place for me. And if you don't know when to pick the right one, Jesus Christ, go to fucking school, go to church, ask your pastor. What happened? Figure that shit out. This idiot supported Liverpool. Fucking hell. Anyway, so supported Liverpool. Liverpool were playing a match on his birthday day. And it was, let's say, the match was about 6, 6 p.m. Me being me, me being the idiotic, generous dickhead person that I am I planned his whole day took a day off from work made him take a day off from work had his breakfast lunch dinner planned with pit stops in between so I think in the morning I can't remember where we ended up having brunch maybe I made him breakfast and then I must have taken him somewhere else and then I remember taking him to you know that darts place the fancy fun darts place with all the drinkies and shit did that with him took him 
to some bougie bar where they're playing R&B covers on the piano. It was a rooftop, like skyline, wicked, wicked, like dirty boy snacks that they would love, like hot doggy fun twists on them, cocktails, all of that. And my plan was, oh yeah, and I got him a birthday cake that he could cut with his parents, like a, the type of cake that they've never seen or heard of before, right? Never tasted before, great, good. I had tickets booked that night for Aladdin, right? One of the most sought after theatre shows in the London West End. Does he like theatre? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, apparently so. I don't think he did. No, 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 he did, he did. He was one of those, like, hoity-toity little posh wannabe. Oh, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Go on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Paddington, yeah. I forgot this is Paddington Bear we're talking about. So um, so I had, like, Aladdin tickets, right, which were fucking expensive. I got good seats. It's just an effort to get, okay? Like, you... I Did you get someone else to go with you in then? I hope you did. I don't even know oh, where the story's no. going, but I hope you no, did. No, no. When he said to me, I'm not coming to watch Aladdin with you, I thought he was joking. I actually legit thought, Oh, he's fucking around. He's so funny. He's got great sense of humor. No, wasn't banter. Mm -mm. He was actually literally saying, I want to go to this shitty pub in Marlebone and I want to watch the fucking Liverpool match and I want to sit there with all of my family, even though you've planned this day for me. All of my family. I thought you were going to say he was going live to the match. He was going to a pub to watch the match. Yeah, Hardy. Yeah. So I then had to give these tickets to Pav. Pav had the tickets. She went with her then partner of, of the time. So they fucking enjoyed that show, I think. You should have gone with Pav. What did you do instead then? I fucking you went to the I sat, and sat with his whole family fucking watching fucking football. I really hate football. You should have gone with Pav. You know what he did? Like, he was like, oh my God, yeah, Raj took me to this amazing bar, but we had to leave early to get here and blah, blah, blah. And I was just sitting there like... <sighs> Because the thing is, like, I really love showing people the city in ways that they didn't realise that it could be. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love treating people to experiences, to new things, like, all of that. I like spoiling people in my life. Like, that is just who I am. And this motherfucker really, like, took that shit for granted. And, like, that is one thing that, like, it just, it still to this day really pisses me off that, like, it's one fucking football match. And you know what pissed me off even more? The reason why I'm so pissed off about it now is I was talking to... I work on a podcast with Jordan Hames from Love Island. I was talking to him about it. He supports Man United. And I was like, so Jordan, what would you have done? And he was like, no, fuck it. I would have I would have watched the match when I got home. Don't care. I was like, oh my fucking God. I was like, who was I dating who literally did not care that I planned this amazing day for his birthday, included family time in it, but also tried to make it really special for him? Like, what... What what was I doing? I think you went above and beyond there. Too above and beyond. Do you think? Yeah. I would never plan someone's day for them. I think that's too fast. Do you, would you not like it if someone had planned your day, but they had told you in advance that, like, take the day off, I'm, I'm going to treat you to a day of fun? If I said yes... Yeah, he said yes. He said yes. If I had a friend who was like... I'm going to plan some stuff and we're going to do it for your birthday. And I'd be like, yeah. But I would never plan something for someone else because I know what people like is so specific. I don't want to get it wrong and I want them to like it and enjoy it. And I also don't want to have too much pressure on the day. I knew him well enough to know what he would have liked. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just like, but you still chose fucking football, sitting in a stinky pub in Marlborough great. I don't know who would pick uh, going to a pub in... But, but, but I said to my friend, I'm going to meet you on the weekend... And then on Friday, I was feeling really, really tired. And there was a lot, a lot of variables, had a bit of a hard week, I was feeling a bit stressed. And they started asking me about the next day. I'm quite a chill person. Like I'll just wake up and I'll see how I feel. So I don't like pressure. But this is different. This is literally someone telling you in advance that your birthday is planned. Like take the day off. We're doing fun stuff all day. 
it's not it's not making plans on the fucking thingy it's like yeah i think the reason why i'm so pissed off about it still is because i've had a recent conversation with a boy who i thought would have agreed with him but he agreed with me Mad. and i was just like what you agreed with me so i'm really really pissed off about it still and you have to know when to spend time with the boys and when to spend time with the girls and also like yeah, make your shit known in advance. Don't let if someone's saying to you, "I'll plan your birthday for you. I'll treat you." Fucking make them make that shit known. Like I don't care if Liverpool are playing and you just found out. You shouldn't have gone along with it if you knew. Because how the matches pan out, you don't know until a certain amount of time before. So he was like, "Oh yeah, that that game falls on my birthday." I was like, "Oh fuck off." This is a really touchy subject. Let's move on. In stay <laughs> the same song. She says, uh, one of them says, "If I granted all of your wishes, give you more." Then touches and kisses, would you stay? Would you stay? So in this song, she keeps suggesting, she says something like, I've waited a year. She, this is ridiculous, right? This song. She's saying she isn't giving him any physical, right? It's being very clear. They've not had sex. Like, and she's offering, if sex. I give you more than touches like a, and kisses, will you stay? Entice him to stay. And what I was saying to you is like, obviously they were very young when this came out. And I, I was yeah, saying, yeah. wasn't I, like, that this feels like a very young mentality. Like when you're very young, you think, oh, what can I do to make this boy stay in my life? My body is not one of them. Nope. Nope. Have you ever thought that, oh yeah, maybe I'm going to give you something so you stay? Actually, maybe I have, damn. I think I have, and I think I have, but I think it was my first relationship. I was very young and I did not know any better. So when you don't know better, you can't do better. And I think that's why at this time, like they got away with this mm. sort of shit in the album. But obviously they were coming across from that approach of like, you know, we we are Bible reading women and like we've been taught not to like have sex before marriage. So I'm assuming they're like questioning that stuff. Then you know what? This is another line, Hardy. If I granted all of your wishes, would you stay? And it's like, I just said, like, what are you? Are you the genie? Like, yeah. have you been watching Aladdin too much? Literally, and... all of your wishes, you know, wishes. Sorry, you got a wish. So take that somewhere else then, please. Not around mm. me. You got a wish? Go somewhere else. That's what I say. All right. The one song that I wanted to talk about is um, Get On The Bus, which is produced by Timberland. It's on the international version of the album, which obviously we had because we're UK people. Yeah, Europe and that, where Brexit wasn't a thing then. So I don't know. Innit? This track is um, basically just saying, like, I don't want to bus with you. So you got to sit out on the couch. Don't try and talk to me because, boy, I'm locking you out. I don't want to hear a thing. Da -da 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 -da, you know, and da -da -da, I just... Da -da -da. A, I love the production on this track. Like, you can't fuck with a Timbaland production. And this was that era where Timbaland could not fuck anything Timbaland's up. always sick all year the, round. All... The production was fucking excellent. Absolutely excellent. The girls are saying to the guy, you to check the way you've been talking to me because, like, literally get out of my house and I'm not busting with you. Get a cab and go the fuck home and go check yourself and then, and then let's see what happens. And we can reconvene. That's what I like to hear. I love that. I love that. It's about a woman recognizing and realizing her worth and being like, you know what? I used to take this shit before, but I'm not taking it now. Like, get on the bus. And I think sometimes, you know, it's 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 that thing. You always need to know when someone needs to get on the bus. Think about it. Sit with that thought. Is there anyone in your life right now that needs to get on the bus? That's fucking deep. There probably is. That's deep. That's deep, mate. There, no, it isn't. It's That's not. hit me in the heart. You know it isn't. You're just saying yeah, things now. On the bus. Nobody needs to go on the bus in my life. I'm all good. Yeah, I don't think I need anyone to go on the bus in my life. I'm fine. I'm really angry still about Aladdin. But anyway, I haven't seen Aladdin at the theatre then. 
So I missed that opportunity. But that's something you need to reclaim and I need to reclaim. What do I need to reclaim? Black Panther. Black Panther, that's fine. I'll give you my Disney Plus password. I'll reset it. Basically, the takeaway of today is like, don't forget that you've got a man, remember, or a woman, you know. I mean, I did. And I, I think it led to the emancipation of Hardeep, of Mimi. Oh, wow. I love Mimi. I love Mariah Carey so much. You do have no I idea. really do not, I but we won't get into her. that. We won't get I into it. I love her. I know it's controversial. How are you going to reference Mimi and then say you don't like her? I just did. In conclusion, this album is sick, other than Sweet 16, which is trash. And I hope you learned something. No, and stay. And stay. I'm sorry. If you think you need to give someone sex to stay, no, baby, no. No. That is trash. Mm -mm. You're getting in the bin. You're getting on the bus. You're getting in the bin. See ya. Get in the recycling. This album is still cl classic. Beyonce, all these guys are so fucking talented. Love you for bringing it into my life. And I remember still holding the physical copy in my hand. Yeah, I still have I still have the physical copy of this in my car because I still have a CD player in my car. Yeah, Pav skips the tracks and it pisses me off when she skips them. But anyway. Pav, you best stop skipping the tracks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. I'm sorry for ranting about football and Liverpool, but yeah, your team shit. Man United all the way. Thanks. I hate all football. Uh, make sure you share this episode with someone who loves R&B, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, The Dawn. I want to know as well, actually, if you've had like a situation like Raj did there, like you've got picked one or the other, what would you do? And what have you done in those situations? How do you how do you get around that kind of scenario? And guys, look, we talked about Super League last week with Piers, but has football ever got in the way of your relationship? Has it? You won't watch football matches when we've got stuff planned, will you? Absolutely no fucking way. I hate football. That brings peace to my heart. That brings peace football to my heart. Football is shite. Anyway. I, I actually like football. I have no issue with football, but like... We're giving it too much airtime. <laughs> know your place. Know your place, guys. Like, don't make your girls feel like shit about it. Like, fucking hell. Maybe we need to get something that is the same, like, to annoy them with. You know, all the stuff we watch, they actually secretly like. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're a dickhead. You're trying to act like you don't like Kardashians, but you do. You do. You want to know what's happening in Made in Chelsea? Don't lie. I remember I had to watch Towie for work and he used to like always ask me about Arj. Like, has Arj done this? Da, 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 da. And I was like, fucking hell. Maybe Arj is his like icon. So yeah, like um, as we were saying about football and stuff, if anything has affected your relationship or like, just look, tell us guys, are we the only people experiencing this shit? I'm sure we're not. Send us a voice note to hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on the socials with Thank You Next Pod on Insta, TikTok, and Twitter. And right now, we are doing a makeup giveaway with Too Faced on our Instagram. So make sure you look for that post. It's got grass on it and products. And you, if you enter, you get free makeups. Free makeup. Mm -hmm. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And make sure you give us a review so other people can find us. I mean, we put effort into this, guys. Like, come on, man. Just give us something back. Just give us a little review in there. You know what I mean? Um, we will be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to you. And you know what? We can actually, for once, we I'll say it with my whole fucking chest. We've got a guest. We've got two guests. 
two guests from a Netflix show called Why Are You Like This? Why Are You Like This? One of them was in Neighbours. Can you believe it? They were in Australia. We were doing the interview very early in the morning and oh my days, it was a fucking sick chat. And that's why I'm saying it with my whole chest. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it. Tell us what you think of it. Yeah, it's basically young people who've taken wokeness too far, which everyone can relate to because we're all trying to be woke and not get cancelled. Yeah, we're all a little too woke nowadays, let's face it. Thank you, guys. See you later. Have a good week. Thank you. Don't let football matches fuck your relationships up. Have sex. Don't. Uh, okay, not have sex. I've said sex too much. Sorry, it's on my mind. Uh. Hardik's really horny. She's still really horny. Like, I don't know what we're going to do about this. I hope it wears off. Bye. Thanks for 